Hello, this is Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief of Evidence-Based GI, and today we're joined by Jeff Lee, Research Scientist and Attending Gastroenterologist at Kaiser Permanente San Francisco Medical Center. We'll be discussing his summary, Time to Increase Adenoma Detection Rate Benchmarks for Screening Colonoscopies. This summary reviews a recent JAMA publication by Schottinger et al., which was entitled Association of Physician Adenoma Detection Rates with Post-Colonoscopy Colorectal Cancer. So Jeff, welcome. And this is a topic you're an expert in. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about why it's important to elevate or aspire to high adenoma detection rates. Well, thank you, Phil, first off, for having me over to your podcast again, and really appreciate the opportunity to be able to uh, review this article, this timely article. So to answer your question, why is this important? Um, As we all know, the beneficial effect of colonoscopy on reducing colorectal cancer incidence mortality is largely driven from early detection and removal of adenomatous polyps. And so We know that studies have consistently shown the magnitude of this benefit varies based on the quality of the colonoscopy examination, particularly the ability to detect adenomas. So to improve colonoscopy quality, uh, multiple guidelines, including the American College of Gastroenterology, the uh, American Society of Gastrointestinal Endoscopy, back in 2015, which I believe you were one of the lead authors uh, with uh, Doug Rex, and this document or this guideline recommended that physician ADR benchmarks uh, should be about 20% or more for women, 30% or more for men, and 25% or more combined. However, these recommended ADR targets were based on studies that really lacked sufficient precision and from time periods when physician ADRs were lower. In fact, one of the one of the studies uh, from the New England Journal of Medicine from Kaminsky et al. had a median ADR at the time of 12.2%. And thus, this leaves the question of whether ADR benchmarks should be increased or remain the same given improvements in image, you know, the quality of our imaging with our scopes and with increased emphasis on ADR measurements and improvements over the past decades. A couple of things to unpack there. You know, certainly we know that higher adenoma detection rates are associated with lower risk for post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer, partly based on studies from your group at Kaiser Permanente and your colleague, Doug Corley, as well as other studies from Europe. And those studies really tended to show that endoscopists whose adenoma detection rate was lower than 20% had a very high risk of post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer compared to individuals with higher adenoma detection rates. But that was really only showing that compared to people with adenoma detection rates up to about 30% or so. Um, And as you said, these benchmarks were established based on colonoscopies performed 20 years ago, and the quality of our endoscopic technology is a lot better. And I think we frequently see that adenoma detection rates are a lot higher. So it's unclear whether or not 
if you get to adenoma detection rates of 35% or 40%, whether or not that's still going to produce even lower rates of post-colonoscopy colon cancer, or if there's going to be a threshold effect. And my impression is that's, that's a lot of what this study addresses. And maybe you can discuss a little bit about what the authors investigated. That's correct, Phil. And that was one of the main motivations of this study uh, the authors mentioned was, you know, is there actually a threshold, you know, as we continue to get better and better in our adenoma detection um, capabilities, do we get a larger benefit in reduction of post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer after that colonoscopy? And so that has been largely debated because we continue to invest a lot of time and effort, you know, internally, you know, uh, within our groups and also as a society professionally to really just continue improving on our ability to detect adenomas. But as all of us have become better and better, is there more benefit on reducing post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer? So that is correct that this is, this was one of the main motivations of conducting this study but also, like you mentioned earlier, that these other prior two studies, the one that Doug Corley, my colleague, led uh, that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, along with uh, Michael Kaminsky's group uh, from Poland that was also published in the New England Journal of Medicine, these were, those studies were both conducted in the eras of the image, imaging quality was much uh, poorer compared to what it is now. And also the uh, awareness of what ADR is and the importance of it. At that point, it was never established that ADR was actually important, or actually it was important, but it wasn't established as a quality indicator at that time. So we really need a, a sense of whether or not working hard to achieve ADRs of 30, 35, 40% is really going to provide even a bigger bang for the buck at reducing uh, colon cancer. And, and this is really the seminal study to me to help address that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what your colleagues at Kaiser Permanente did in terms of how they investigated the issue? Yeah. So first off, it's the largest cohort study um, to date on this particular tar uh, topic. It was a retrospective cohort study um, that actually was based out of three uh, community-based integrated healthcare settings at Kaiser Permanente Northern California, Kaiser Permanente Southern California, and Kaiser Permanente Washington. And so they examined about 700,000 or over 700,000 patients who underwent about 850,000 negative colonoscopies, negative as in it was negative for colorectal cancer. And it was performed by 383 physicians, 51.6% um, were actually females with a median age of 61.4 years. And their exposure of interest was the ADR of each visit, patient's physician based on their screening examinations in the calendar year prior to that patient's negative colonoscopy. And so we were able to uh, treat this ADR variable as a continuous and dichotomous variable and to assess for potential threshold associations. And so this group uh, looked at ADRs of less than 20%, 20 to 25, 25 to 20, to 30, 30 to 35, and 35 to 40, 40 to 45, and 45 to 40. 45 to 50 and then 50 and over. So they were able to break the ADR into five-year, 5% uh, uh, groups. And so the primary outcome of interest was post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer, which they define as colorectal cancer diagnosed at least six months after any negative colonoscopy. And their secondary outcome was uh, post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer or PCCRC by location stage. And also they stratified by sex and PCCRC related deaths. 
And so what they found was for each percentage point increase in ADR, the adjusted PCCRC risk and PCCRC related death was 3% and 5% lower respectively. Although the authors were unable to identify an ADR threshold because of, despite their large sample size, they found that an ADR of 35 to 39.9% demonstrated the largest reduction in PCCRC risk, about a 60% reduction compared to those with an ADR of less than 20%. And so they also found that, you know, compared with the physician ADR below the median, which they found was 28.3%, ADRs at or above the median were significantly associated with the lower risk of PCCRC. And there's also a similar reduction in PCCRC-related mortality. And so, you know, this was actually a very, you know, confirmatory uh, study and really validates the importance of physician ADR as a key quality indicator for colonoscopy. And it suggests that minimum and aspirational ADR targets should be increased, hopefully during the next guideline update. So there's a lot to unpack here, but let me just emphasize a couple of points that you just made. You know, first, that this study seems to have a similar study design to the prior study by Doug Corley and colleagues, which really emphasized the importance of a higher ADR, but that it's more robust because it's a larger study of more patients and more endoscopists. And it's looking at a time period where we had uh, better endoscopic technology and more emphasis on ADR that's, that's more reflective of our practice right now. And that ultimately, it showed that getting a ADR of 35 to 39% had the lowest rate of post-colonoscopy colon cancer. So that, that gives us an aspirational goal to drive for. And that, again, each percentage decrease or excuse me, each percentage increase if you, in your ADR was associated with a small resulting decrease in the risk of post-colonoscopy colon cancer. So even if you're not quite at 39%, just going from 32 to 33% or 33 to 34% still is probably beneficial. Does that summarize the key points pretty well or, or what am I missing there, Jeff? Yeah, you absolutely uh, nailed it. And, you know, one of the important, you know, as you discussed, one of the important features of the study was that it was conducted in a time period where ADR was, it was conducted in 2010 to 2018. And so this is a time period where ADR awareness was much more visible. And then number two, the technology, as you mentioned, you know, our, our quality of our imaging has dramatically improved over the past uh, decade. So this is a very welcome study to be able to assess uh, this question. Of course, all studies have some limitations. We should understand those limitations when we're applying it to our practice, while at the same time not be a nihilist about it in terms of, of overemphasizing limitations. So, you know, what limitations are there with this study that might impact how we design studies in the future? Yeah. So one thing, one important um, limitation from the study was that uh, they included sesosserate lesions in the calculation for ADR, which is not currently recommended in our guidelines and clinical practice. Um, in fact, we actually um, recommend excluding them, but uh, there were some, some, some patients actually had sesosserate lesions that were actually included in this ADR. And so 
We know that you know sesalcerated lesions aren't prevalent compared to conventional adenomas. Some would say less than ten percent. But inclusion of these you know lesions make comparison across studies really challenging. So, but nevertheless, you know flat or you know these sesalcerated lesions, which are uh, flat uh, in morphology, they're commonly in the ascending colon are easily missed and known to be a common etiology for PCCRC. So, you know, it's important that we are mindful of that. And it's also important that we're detecting these sesalcerated lesions. So, and there was also a recent study that did show that these uh, lesions, detection of these lesions are an important quality metric. So having them included in the ADR just makes it a little bit more challenging uh, when you compare with other studies across in the literature. Yeah, this is something we've addressed in other summaries in evidence-based GI, the whole question of whether or not to separately quantify the rates of sessile serrated lesions in the proximal colon, since that's a separate category of lesion that can easily be missed and certainly accounts for some post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer. So what do you do in your own practice to train your GI fellows to aspire to high adenoma detection rates? And I'm also curious if there's anything you do in your practice when you do identify a low performer, what you do to try to help that individual improve their performance? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you, Phil. So first off, it's really important to measure if we want to think about quality improvement or even self assessment or, you know, just being able to get better, the first thing is you have to measure. And thankfully, you know, our healthcare, our, our medical center, um, our uh, medical group uh, provides annual, you know, ADRs. And so uh, we've been doing this for over six, seven years now to be able to have ADR report cards annually for each physician. And that's something also that's important for our trainees is to have them measure that each year. In fact, even more frequently for them, given that their growth and their improvement phase is pretty much exponential uh, as they move from their first to second to even third year of their fellowship period. But like I said, in our medical group, measurements is critically important. And so in addition to measuring ADR, you know, there's some several tools and techniques that I use to help optimize adenoma detection. First, it is critical to use a high definition colonoscope. Uh, with image enhancement. I find that very beneficial in uh, detecting and evaluating subtle lesions. And so um, it's pretty much standard that all of our practices have that now, but uh, I just want to really emphasize that it's important to have a high definition colonoscope. Second, it's important to have a mindset for detecting flat polyps. I think we all agree that detecting these sessile or pedunculated polyps are pretty easy to detect, but coming in with a mindset of detecting flat, subtle polyps, which are often missed, particularly in the right colon, is, is important. Third, I really emphasize to my trainees and even to myself, really to maximize mucosal exposure. One phrase I constantly reiterate and mention in the endoscopy room with my fellows and my trainees is, you know, to work the folds. And what do I mean by that is really deflecting the tip of your colonoscope into the the inner hostral valley and exposing those proximal sides of each of those hostral folds. And also cleaning, making sure you're diligent with that and suctioning any stool debris and really distending that lumen adequately. That will, all those little tips will help maximize your mucosal exposure. 
I often perform two or three passes in the right colon. There's a huge body of literature that shows that whether you do a second pass or a third pass in the right colon, or you do a retroflexion in the right colon, it can often help identify uh, some of the missed flat adenomas in that location. So I often perform uh, two or three passes in the right colon to look for those subtle flat lesions. And lastly, when available, I often use a distal attachment. You can use a clear cap, which is my uh, go-to distal attachment, or you can use an endocuff, which I've seen a lot of my colleagues prefer. And so those uh, devices really help expose the proximal sides of each hostile fold, really helping you to improve you know, your mucosal ex exposure. But uh, like I said, all this boils down to really having that mindset of, of detecting uh, these subtle fault, you know, polyps, but also while maximizing your mucosal exposure. And so I think you had another question, which was, you know, what do I do with colleagues or trainees that maybe are performing in the lower aspect of the range, you know, of the ADR ranges? I typically recommend that they, you know, number one, uh, think about things that are modifiable, things to, you know, additionally just have that mindset with your, your nurse or your technician to be able to help uh, identify polyps. And then focusing on that techniques, as I mentioned, which is really working those folds. And then if needed, you can, you know, absolutely consider using a distal attachment to help with mucosal exposure. I think that it's just so important to reemphasize the basics, which starts with having that mindset. And that means that you're actually going to make sure you measure your adenoma detection rate. We don't really have good data across the U.S. about how frequently endoscopists do actually measure their adenoma detection rate. You know, if you don't measure it, you're not going to be able to improve upon it. And I think that's just really important for our listeners because I'm a little bit disappointed in my own program because although at my own VA medical center, we report out adenoma detection rates every six months, we actually don't do it for the GI fellows. And I think that's something that our GI fellows who are listeners should be getting. And just again, sticking with the basics, you know, you've also got to make sure you measure your withdrawal time because other summaries from evidence-based GI have reviewed the data that clearly shows, hey, simply extending your withdrawal time for six minutes to nine minutes right. will increase your adenoma detection rate as well. Just taking a little bit more time to look. Right. Improve things. Yeah, completely agree with you. Any thoughts about what kind of future research is needed? Because with this particular study, it's a little tough to say getting to aspirational ADRs of 40 to 45% further reduce post-colonoscopy colon cancer. But I think that's really a reflection of having relatively few endoscopists in the cohort who achieve those ADRs. Maybe in the future, we can, we can redo similar kinds of study with larger groups and, and maybe have a better sample size to assess that. Or are there other things you'd like to look at? You're absolutely correct. I mean, I think that's, you know, one of the main missions of this uh, study was to really look for that threshold effect or even see, yeah, like, you know, can we, what if we went to 45 to 49 or 50 and above, you know, uh, how much more, you know, reduction are we going to get? And so unfortunately they weren't able to, you know, have statistical significance for the reasons that you mentioned. And so, you know, when you, when we mentioned that we want to have larger studies, let's keep in mind that this had a study of over, you know, nearly 400 physicians 
and over 700,000 patients. And so that's a pretty large study, but to be able to answer this question accurately with high confidence and precision, we're going to have to need an even larger study and more power and longer follow-up. That was another issue that they had for the, the higher, you know, the ADRs and the higher ranges, you know, they had a less uh, follow-up time on some of those patients. So we need all three of them, not only more power, but longer follow-up time and more individuals in the, or more physicians in the higher ADR thresholds to be able to answer that question. And we also want to see, you know, does the impact of ADR improvement? So as you know, maybe your practice, other, you know, other listeners, their practices have these quality improvement measurements. And so as we continue to improve, does that actually, you know, translate to reduction in PCCRC and PCCRC related deaths? So all these quality improvement interventions, do we get that same uh, benefit? And ultimately, I think we, we need some guidance from our, our future societies, professional societies and guideline uh, developers, really to help update our recommendations for ADR in light of this study and other st recent studies. And also just the, uh, whether to include sesosterated lesions in, ADR, in, in the ADR ca uh, calculation or whether just to limit it completely to conventional adenomas. And so, you know, eager to hear our colleagues and our guideline developers weigh in on that. So that would be an important future research update for us. Yep. I want to make sure that our listeners don't, don't listen to that last portion and minimize the importance of this study. I mean, I think it would be great if Kaiser Permanente could expand the number of sites and the number of endoscopists and the number of patient years of follow-up and publish a similar report another five to seven years down the line. But the bottom line from this seminal study is that it clearly demonstrates achieving or uh, I don't know what detection rates of 35 to 39% is greatly reduces the risk of post-colonoscopy colon cancer compared to people who have ADRs less than 20%. And thus, this is really what we should aspire to. And again, as you said, I think it's really important for this kind of data to potentially impact the next set of guidelines that may very well recommend an ADR rate of at least 30% as a benchmark as we get better and better data mm -hmm. about what we can achieve with, uh, with our current colonoscopy technology. Yeah, completely agree. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us and we'll have you back on the podcast soon. Thank you, Phil, for having me again. Really appreciate it. Mm -hmm.